From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us wherever you may be around the world listening to our broadcast live over the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. A special welcome to those of you as well who are checking out our our website for our blog and uh, getting the archived broadcast at blogspot.com. I always like saying that, blogspot. It's must be a good you know, thing. It's, it's oh. a, you know, it's like when the... <laughs> Insect hits the windshields yeah, like blog spot, okay. you know. It's, but anyway, where was I going with <laughs> that? Kind of messy. I, I don't I have know. No I have no idea. Just a reminder. Just a reminder, friends. If you'd like to find out more about advancing vibrant communities and opportunities to serve your community, you can check our website at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. Click on the little red flashy dealy, and that'll take you right to our <laughs> daily update page. Uh, that we update a couple of times a day. Again, uh, wonderful opportunities there for you to get outside the four walls of your homes and churches and personally serve the needs of our neighborhoods. Before we get to and, and a wonderful broadcast today, uh, Elaine, just a wonderful pleasure uh, to uh, have with us Lori Swanson and Dr. Marcella Murphy, mm-hmm. who work with the Modesto Pregnancy Center, who've been given a wonderful opportunity, an entree, uh, to uh, teenagers in our area and you know if if that wasn't a god thing kicking that door open you know where where god just has provided some wonderful opportunities and to your credit you've handled that entree so well and uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later right now though let's check in with our weekly update from our friends from voice of the martyrs Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus Freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. On May 7, two churches and several Christian homes in the Charsada district of Pakistan received threatening letters. The handwritten letters said, All Christians should convert to Islam within 10 days or leave Charsada. We will execute all of you if you don't convert to Islam. The local authorities were notified of the threats, although there is some question about how much protection can be expected from local police. Sources for the Voice of the Martyrs in Pakistan urge Christians around the world to pray. Quranic scholars teach that a Muslim who converts to Christianity should be killed. For the latest updates and prayer requests, go online to persecution.com. You know, just a reminder, Elaine, how we are blessed here in this country. Absolutely. You know, for the freedoms that, that we enjoy, at least uh, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only uh, from the perspective of, of thanking God on a regular basis for those freedoms, but please, friends, remember <clears throat> in prayer those who are suffering, 
uh, for Christ around the world, the blood of the martyrs, uh, you know, just providing the the seed of the expansion of the kingdom. But uh, remember that there are those who, if they were involved in a broadcast like this today, would be under heavy persecution and uh, and possibly death. So, friends, we uh, so much treasure your prayers for our brothers and sisters who are suffering around the world. Right now, let's uh, check in for our legal update with Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for the Legal Edge with Brad Dacus. Parents in Juneau, Alaska recently stood up for their parental rights against new school board policies. You see, these new policies would have given power to the principals to decide whether or not parents could opt their children out of sex education and education promoting homosexuality. Now, concerned parents soon contacted the Pacific Justice Institute, and our chief counsel sent a letter stating that parents not only have the legal discretion to opt out their children, but is actually encouraged by federal law. One board member even stated that opt-out plans protecting family values are illegal, unconstitutional, and get this, racist. Well, the board drafted a more acceptable policy, and it now knows that parents in Juneau intend to preserve their religious liberties and their parental rights. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know, Elaine, there, there's so many admonitions in the Old Testament about training up a child in the way he should mm-hmm. go. And, and of course, that wonderful uh, admonition to, uh, you know, whether you're, you're walking down the street or you're, you're putting the child to bed at bedtime, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. to constantly reinforce the tenets of the faith. And, uh, you know, when the state comes in and begins to remove that aspect, of a parent's right and interfere with that, that gets pretty scary. And and we're going to have problems. We are, and, and so much appreciate the wonderful way that Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute handles that, mm-hmm. friends. Many times they'll simply send a, a letter uh, explaining what the law is, and, and they're really the, their uh, tactic is to, in a very amicable way, uh, solve the problem by just letting people know what the law is. Many times school districts and, uh, and city governments, county governments, are, are not aware of what the legal precedents are, and uh, so we very much appreciate the work that they do. Just a reminder, friends, you can check out their great website at www.pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org, or call them toll-free at one 305 9129 That's 1-888-305-9129. Let's check out a few of the opportunities with the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Did you know it's the American Red Cross's Red, White, and Blues Night? It's inviting you to a fun-filled evening of great baseball, a live blues concert. There you go. There now you we're go. Talking. Hey, I All like right. that. And fireworks at the Modesto Nets game. You've been to a few of those lately. You know, and those are great fireworks. You oh, know, how here are our, our prayer intercessor in studio, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us here. And, maniac and he, well, yeah. <laughs> we, and well, we were at a Modesto Nets game, which is appropriate for Al and I being in a Nets game. Anyway, we were there, and, and I'll tell you the fireworks. Would ah, they were really? I mean, big bangers right at they the end. They do it up Just, nicely, boom, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So, well, they're going to do. Was it I interfering with where you're trying to go all, with that? Please okay. feel free. This is going to happen on the, at the John Thurman Field on Friday, July 6th, and volunteers, and that's where we come in. Amen. Mm. Uh, they are needed to help with setup of the uh, information booth prior to the game. Volunteers also needed to staff the first aid stations and other 
public events. And the American Red Cross trained volunteers are the emergency first aid front line for thousands of people who attend or participate in community events, including all the Modesto Nets, Nets home games, fairs, concerts, fundraisers, uh, company picnics, golf tournaments, and all of those types of events. Free CPR certification and first aid training is provided. Now, volunteers must be 18 years of age or older. <laughs> Al's going, oh, man, missed out, huh? Ages 15 to 17 with approval of parent, of course, and first aid station program coordinator. Uh, you want to complete an application, successfully pass a background check, and complete... That'll let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And complete a program orientation and standard first aid course or hold a current ARC adult CP. CPRS first aid certification and celebrating 90 years of providing services to mm. residents of our great county. The American Red Cross provides relief to victims of disaster and helps prevent, prepare for, and respond to emergency. And they just provide a great, great service to Stanislaw County and our YMCA of Stanislaw, where Fireworks stands, yes, a YMCA thing that Pastor Mike does. Uh, volunteers bring home free fireworks, and we like that, uh, and also celebrate kids, families, and communities uh, while supporting the programs at the Y. Uh, and volunteers, again, needed to uh, staff those booths. And this happens uh, June 30th through July 2nd. <coughs> from 3 to 9 p.m., July 3rd from 12 to 9 p.m., and on the 4th of July from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, adult volunteers are needed to assist customers at the fireworks booths. Uh, restock inventory is needed and help with cleanup, so you might want to help out there. And finally, Reading Works Adult Literacy Program, where you can teach an adult to read and change the future. Did you know that 24% of Stanislaw County adults have very low literacy skills, and 51% do not read well enough to decipher a bus schedule. And we tend to think of how well they do at reading things like prescription uh, bottles and things like that, uh, some very important things. Uh, so you can change a person's life, uh, their future, and their children's future by opening doors through reading. Volunteers spend just a couple of hours per week increasing a student's basic reading skills, utilizing an easy-to-follow phonics-based curriculum. Uh, reading works, uh, providing a tutor or Orientation Wednesday, July 25th from 6.30 to 8 p.m., followed by a tutor training on Saturday, July 28th from 10 until 4 p.m. Both will be held at the Modesto Library downtown auditorium. Uh, volunteer tutors are needed from throughout Stanislaw County, especially in the Turlock area. Now, Reading Works, uh, a partnership of the Stanislaw County Library and the Literacy Center, providing free literacy services for adults who need to improve their basic academic skills. Now, this is a wonderful way to meet a deep need and to form relationships, uh, to shine your light and to share Christ's love. So we just hope that you'll consider that. And if you have any uh, questions, dear friends, please feel free to contact Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can always give us a call here at the ABC office. We're at 209-544-9571. Well, we are very excited to introduce tonight's guest as we think about the political playing field being uh, what it is, sometimes it's hard to get straight answers to moral questions. And uh, 
I tell you what, tonight we're going to get those straight answers to a lot of those questions. And joining us is Dr. Marcella Murphy and Lori Swanson. And just want to thank you, ladies, for taking the time to join us. And I just want to welcome you and and just appreciate what uh, God is doing in your lives and the ministry that you uh, share with others. And uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. And uh, you want to start it off, Dr. Uh, Marcella Murphy, and tell us about Straight Talk and uh, what God is doing and how did this get started? Okay. Well, um, the uh, community education program has actually been going on longer than than I have been involved with it, but I have been working with Modesto Pregnancy Center for about eight years now. I'm one of their community education speakers, and with my medical background, I address the medical issues and uh, what young people are risking when they decide to become sexually active, and so that's really my, my area of expertise, and uh, I am... Um, Really glad to have lots of um, um, opportunities to speak to the young people in our community. And uh, Lori can probably give you the numbers as far as how many young people in our community we speak to about abstinence, um, about you know how to say no, um, about sexually transmitted diseases and their consequences, and also about fetal development. Dr. Marcella Murphy, let's go back just a little bit. Talk mm-hmm. about your medical background okay. because it's so well suited for, for what you're yes. doing here. Yes. Well, uh, I went to medical school at UCLA and did my pediatric training um, at uh, Texas Children's Hospital at uh, Baylor University in Houston, Texas, and also did a fellowship. And uh, so pediatrics is my area of, of specialty. Um, and pediatricians see children from birth up through their teenage years. And if I could just tell a little story about how I kind of got interested in doing um, sure. this, uh, this whole area of sexual purity and why abstinence is the best choice for young people. When I was a young doctor, still in training, actually, uh, I was asked, and this was in Texas, I was asked by our um, youth pastor to speak to the young people in our church about sexual purity, uh, and so I was happy to do that. They wanted, you know, to for me to address some of the medical aspects. And uh, when I got there and spoke to this group, I remember asking them, how many of you have had parents talk to you about mm-hmm. sexual purity and why it's so important uh, to, to remain pure, to be abstinent until marriage? And so few hands went up. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised, and I noticed even the pastor's child... <laughs> Their hand, her hand didn't go up either, mm-hmm. and I was really, um, it really surprised me and saddened me. And that's kind of how I started to think. You know, this is an area that really is not being addressed by parents, a lot of times not by the church, and not pr- appropriately addressed many times by our schools. Why is that? You think? Uh, I think parents are often they feel um, uncomfortable. And when we feel uncomfortable about things, we just kind of put it off uh, and uh, and just, you know, people don't want to talk about things that are difficult. And maybe they have things in their past that they don't want to remember or deal with. Um, the church, uh, sometimes, even though we think pastors, particularly youth pastors, ought to be comfortable with that, 
still, that's not always the case. Uh, so it, it can be a difficult subject. And uh, the schools, well, they have their own political agenda. And and uh, and many times um, what goes on is not what the parents want, but rather what uh, administrators or other people involved um, in the school systems, what they have determined is best for our children. And, Marcella, we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Today's modern, you know, 2007. Right. We're not right. talking about... When I grew up, Mm -hmm. that was the case. Certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, you would learn about Mm -hmm. the birds and the bees, so Mm -hmm. to speak, from your friends and, you know, on the school playground or, you know, in the bathroom, you whisper and tell your friends. But we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. That's the case Mm -hmm. today. Wow. Right. And unfortunately, the world is, uh, especially in this area, it Mm -hmm. is a lot more dangerous. Uh, If you get into the the medical aspects of this, there are so many consequences these days for uh, when when young people, particularly teenagers, become sexually active. The consequences are more than you can imagine, far more than what, you know, probably... uh, decades ago there were. So it's not just pregnancy. Now there are more than 25 significant sexually transmitted diseases. So um, we're talking about truly a high-risk behavior. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the the church involvement or or lack thereof Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of minutes ago. Do you find that, um, you know, due to not wanting to or really not having any tools or not not having the uh, curriculum or mm-hmm. really an idea to start it, it you know is is it really so much of a case of we don't really want to touch that mm-hmm. or we just don't feel we're adequately prepared I to deal with it. I think it's probably the second. Yeah. I think it's probably mm-hmm. the second. That sure. They just may not feel adequate to, to do right. that. Goodness, a youth pastor has to be so many things to so sure. many people. Yeah, and, right. you know, they yes. can't be an expert in everything. And so it is it is uh, difficult for them. Yeah. And, and, and it, as you said before, it's not really coming from home, mm-hmm. either yes. for a variety of reasons. Yes. And, and, of course, one of the things that uh, we, we often get and, and as we're counseling with people as well, Gee, I'm I'm not going to tell my kid not to be involved because look what I did, mm-hmm. you know. And and we kind of have to bridge that gap and right. say, you know, God took care of what you may or may not have done. And right. let, let's uh, you know let's let's clean that slate and, and, and start over now. That's Do you right. find that's a, a big issue too with folks to kind of deal with? you know, their past in order to get over mm-hmm. that bridge and start discussing it with their I, children? I think it is. I think that is definitely one factor. And, you know, as, as Christians, I mean, we certainly, um, you know, we need to look no further than God's Word to know what we should tell our children. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it when I can speak in Christian schools because I can go before them and say, mm-hmm. you know, God's Word says sexual mm-hmm. purity is what He wills for our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. You know, that's what he says, and that's the way we should live. Uh, of course, when I go to public schools, I can't say that, unfortunately. But the wonderful thing is, is that God's will for our life, the lives, the way he wants us to live, it works for Christians and non-Christians. It is really the best way for us to live. And so I can stand up there and truthfully tell the young people that sexual abstinence, purity, until they're ready to commit to marriage, is the healthiest choice they can make. As a medical doctor, I can say that, and that is the truth. That is truly the healthiest choice. Do you ladies find that we're abdicating the role and the responsibility to the schools and the government to teach our children about sexual education to our children? Do you, I do think you find what, that to, to I be do, the case, and I, I think back to what we were talking about, parents 
Um, there was a new um, a Zogby international survey that just came out, and 83% of the parents think that it's important for their child to wait until they're married to have sex. Mm-hmm. But many of them don't have the tools to either bring up the subject or they're uncomfortable or, like we have already said, they're past. And I see so many parents think that there's no other option when their children then come to them and want to go on birth control who think they're doing their child a favor by taking them down and putting... I mean, these are Christian parents who have just heard what's the in the public forum is that teen pregnancy is the issue and they don't want they they don't want them to get pregnant so they take them down and put them on birth control and not realizing or or being told that if they stand to stand their ground and and stand by abstinence that their child is 12 times more likely not to engage in sexual activity before marriage um, when contraception isn't an issue or a, a thing that they just run out and help them do. You know, one of the attitudes that we feel like we're constantly fighting is, well, you know what, I can't prevent them from doing it, and so mm-hmm. I'd rather, and we can cover the safe issue right. that's not so right. safe. But, but isn't it true, I mean, and, and let me know in, in, in your experience, do teenagers, many of them, appreciate the boundaries? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for someone to say, no. Right. No, you you can't do that. Right. Are they receptive to that? Uh, definitely, Lori and I see that over and over again. I feel very strongly we need to set high standards for our kids. Mm. All of us that have kids or that interact with kids know that when you set a standard, then then the kids tend to rise to that standard. You have a low standard, that's what you get. You have a high standard, and this can be with academics. This can be with uh, all kinds of things. Um, all kinds of behaviors and achievements in a, in a, a young person's life. We need to set the standard, and not and it shouldn't be a low standard. And as I already said, a sexual activity in teenagers is a high risk activity. We have high standards when it comes to drugs, mm-hmm. violence, smoking, um, alcohol, guns. I mean, so many things. Everyone sets a high standard. Parents, well. Most everyone. The schools, um, they say, no, don't do these high-risk activities. But when it comes to sexual activity, people kind of waffle. And that's where people are willing to lower the standard and to the detriment of the kids. We find that in discipline overall. Just that Mm -hmm. sounds like what you're saying Mm -hmm. because they do want those boundaries, don't they? They do want those parameters Mm -hmm. set. Mm -hmm. And I think they they long for that, Mm -hmm. actually. And Mm -hmm. when they don't have that, that's where the acting out mm-hmm. and the pushing and the testing of those boundaries, we begin to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where some of the problems begin to uh, occur. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? Mm-hmm. I agree. And if yeah. you have a room full of students and ask them what they want to talk about, teen pregnancy or sexually sexual relationships, that's like the number one answer wherever you are, secular or non um, they want they want information and they want to know and sometimes that's interpreted the wrong way as well. When when people hear that, they may think, well, they want information uh, how to prevent teen pregnancy and they go right to contraception again. But really, what they want is to know more about it's it's a very a complicated things relationships. They want to know how to have a healthy relationships, how to make them last, how to not get hurt. It's so much more than just not getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and even if mom and dad made a mistake in their lives back when what's wrong with saying i made a mistake 
and this is what I did, this is what I learned, and this is what we can do to correct it, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, how you can, I mean, can't we get to that point? I mean, sure. we don't have to ignore the problem and, right. and, and continue making those mistakes. I mean, as Christians right. in the church, can't we, can't we do something about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. haven't we grown to that point? Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing in the church about that? Well, I think the whole basis, too, of though getting to that point as a parent is developing an, an intimate relationship with your child and actually talking and revealing your past is is a tough thing. And the one thing that they think, too, is that I'm giving them permission, and that's kind of a scary thing, too. Well, Mom and Dad, they did it, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're here and we're fine. And so thinking that it's giving them permission when actually I found, you know, before I started working in the straight talk program seven or eight years ago, I don't think I had the tools to talk to my kids because I didn't realize how devastating STDs were, how devastating having a child can be on, on their life and on the child's life. So through a lot of education now, it's something that I cannot not talk to my children about. Well, it seems we have, we have the opportunity to break the chain. Really, to to right. establish new paradigms. I mean, if we would look at it, what what do many of our teenagers today have as a role model? Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of absent, not a whole lot. No. You know, and and a lot, and we're, you know, when you're you're doing marriages today. Why fifty percent right. of them that are coming to you are blending families mm-hmm. where there have been uh, some some uh, you know terrifically uh, strain strain terrific strains in in relationships within the home, and so these kids are. <laughs> They're fighting a lot of confusion. There, there's right. been a lot of upheaval in their lives, and I would I would think that maybe they're looking for a little bit of normalcy, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And here we have the opportunity to uh, bring them, you know, what, what God's plan. Mm-hmm. And I think it is just an amazing thing how you have been provided access to the public school mm-hmm. to take this message in. And, and Marcella, mm-hmm. I so much appreciate the way uh, that you, you're very careful with that. Mm-hmm. And, and yet the principle is there, mm-hmm. and, and, you, and, and I don't mean the, the school, but the principle of, right. of abstinence is there, and, and uh, you're able to proclaim that right. with authority. Right, right. And really, my, my, sort of my passion, I think, when it comes to this area is to really help, particularly the young ladies, understand how much they are risking. Most young women don't understand that there are sexually transmitted diseases that they can get when they are a teenager that can have no symptoms whatsoever and lead to be, for them to become infertile. The inability to ever have a family. Now, Teenagers understand the risk of pregnancy. I mean, that's that's a given, and uh, they worry about that, and sometimes they try to do something about that. But what many of them don't understand is they are actually risking their health and their future uh, if if they contract certain sexually transmitted diseases. And we have quite a few of them here in Stanislaus County. Last year, um, a certain sexually transmitted disease called chlamydia, which is one of the main ones that causes infertility in uh, in women. Uh, there were almost 2,000 cases diagnosed, and that's just the diagnosed cases. Wow. Many of them are silent infections, and you have no idea you're carrying it. You have no idea it's damaging your reproductive system until years later when you want to start a family. That's something I think is heartbreaking, and many couples deal with this, not being able to have a child, and it's the result of sexually transmitted diseases, and that's why I feel so strongly that young women need to understand what they're risking. 
do you do you see a lot of young ladies, Lori, suddenly the light bulb goes on and there's an aha moment about that? <laughs> or is it kind of a process of digesting that information and, and reaching conclusions? There are aha moments, especially when you show them the exposure. A lot of times um, people think when they think about being sexually involved, they're just with the person they're with in a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. when, in fact, um, the numbers just multiply with more sexual partners, the more numbers of exposure they've had. So when they see if they've been with five partners, they've been exposed to 32 different people or 10, it's thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Those are the aha moments that they just kind of take a step back. But again, it's, it's not realizing I've come to really feel sorry for the generation of, of young people that are out there. Mm -hmm. They don't, actually realize or have heard that there's a better way one one young girl who is a teenage pregnant or parenting mom um we were talking about healthy relationships and she just kind of interrupted and said well so then is it a good thing that the guy that i'm dating doesn't want to do anything she's like he said no i'm cool and she she was wondering no one has ever you know kind of treated her that way and just you know realizing Mm -hmm. oh well this might be a good thing (laughs) what are the ages that you begin to speak to the kids our program um we begin speaking to them in junior high um there's definite a need to go lower um but junior high health in many schools they they're taking um, sex education in seventh grade science. Um, They're broaching the topics of contraception and STDs and relationships. So we speak in the junior highs, in the high school, and um, the Modesto Junior College, and and some adult classes now, parenting classes. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting how that the age is so low now into, into elementary school mm-hmm. where, where there's many, a lot of activity and it's just it, it's mind-blowing when you begin mm-hmm. to think about it many teachers have told me that you know even sometimes now by seventh grade it's really kind of too late mm-hmm. for some of them especially the girls are much more mature and are getting the attention of, of older, older boys yeah mm-hmm. yes when we first began speaking, in, well, when I first began speaking in the community, I remember going to some seventh grade classes, and you look out and you see these little young faces, and you think, oh, do I really have to talk about this? And then you get the questions, and it's just, it's really startling. Um, they are, so many of them are very sexually sophisticated in a very bad wow. way. So it's, seventh grade is not too young unfortunately Mm, the need for awareness tonight and straight talk with dr marcella murphy and laurie swanson and we've got lots more with their wonderful ministry uh, right after a very poignant song with a powerful message from casting crowns and this is called uh does anybody hear her on lighthouse live back with more love this she is running A hundred miles an hour In the wrong direction She is trying But the canyon's ever widening In the depths of her cold heart 
So she sets out on another misadventure just to find She's another two years older and she's three more steps behind Does anybody hear her? Can anybody see? Or does anybody even know she's going down today? Under the shadow of our steeple With all the lost and lonely people Searching for the hope that's tucked away in you and me Does anybody hear her? Can anybody see? Anybody hear her? It's Don't. Kath, 
Aren't those guys, aren't they amazing? The I, way they just cut to the chase. Aren't they? You know, God has just gifted those guys mm-hmm. and, and it's just an, they, 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 they just really hone in on to it. And, uh, Casting Crowns is just, I mean, we've, we've played so many them. of their tunes Absolutely. and they've really been a flagship group for mm-hmm. us. Awesome, awesome. Casting awesome. Crowns here on Lighthouse Live with you, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Dr. Marcella Murphy and Lori Swanson with Straight Talk. And that's what we're getting tonight. You know, it makes me wonder as I listen to the lyrics of that great, great song. Are we listening? Are we listening to our young people? You know, because it's happening in our church, isn't it, Marcella and Lori? It really is happening in our church, and it's a very sad thing. You know, it's uh, when we think about that, are we truly listening? And we need to be good listeners, don't we? What type of feedback are you getting, just out of curiosity, before we go into some specifics? What kind of feedback do you get from the schools as, as you're able to go in and, and uh, present them with, with truth? And, and straight talk, what, what kind of reaction do you get from administration and, and the teachers? <laughs> Marcel and I are both kind of laughing. Um, you know, teachers are always very supportive. Um, when we are invited into a classroom, we're, we're there subsequent, you know, every year, and we are every invited. semester. And we're, we're invited. invited. We're invited. You're we're invited. not required. We're not awesome. pushed on. We are, we are a guest, mm. an invited guest into classrooms. Mm. Right. And we've just pretty much learned to keep it at that level with the teachers and building a relationship. When you get into administrative, um, then there's a lot of politics that are involved in kind of the expectation that there is California ed code. You do have to teach contraception. And we're we're a supplement to the curriculum, so we never push our way in. We're there to offer really what's unique about our program is that we combine not only the physical um, consequences, but the emotional and social and mental. And in science class or in health class, it's really not addressed. But sometimes, and, and Marcella even talks about it with STD, sometimes mm-hmm. the emotional can be greater than mm-hmm. getting pregnant. I mean, that's survivable. Mm-hmm. But some of the emotional fallout or relationship things that come along. So really that's what we have unique to offer and and the teachers identify with that because they Mm -hmm. see it every day. They're with the students. Mm -hmm. So we're talking long-term emotional wounds here that that don't heal easily. There's a a saying that I didn't originate it and those of us who've been in this this area hear it a lot but maybe it'll be new to the listeners and that is there is no condom for the heart. Mm. So you Mm. can try to protect your body and we can talk about that but there's Mm. no I tell especially the young women, but it goes for the young men too. But mm-hmm. there's no way really that you can protect yourself from that emotional. That's a good point because we, we think of the mm-hmm. the female mm-hmm. as being the one that. But but I'm sure you see that yeah. in the, in the oh, males yeah, too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Statistics are high for um, boys who are sexually active are more prone to depe- depression and suicide. Suicide. I was just going to really? say than boys who are not. Yeah. Mm. There's, and you know we can have. Fun with that. With them, I'll talk. The boys don't show their emotions, mm-hmm. but it's that very reason of of just a way a guy's made up. Girls don't realize, and um, emotionally, that they have actually a hormone that bonds them. It was really intended by God to bond a woman and to her husband in marriage, but they have a hormone called oxytocin 
that's responsible in childbirth and breastfeeding for that, um, not only to go into labor and to breastfeed, but it's a, a maternal bonding to their child. And that same hormone is released um, in sex. And whether you're married or not, it's going to be there. And it's an invisible, strong bond of attachment that most girls are buying into um, the idea. Not many adults have heard the expression friends with benefits, but the yeah. kids sure know what it means. Right. But um, having a relationship, I asked the seventh graders, what does friends with benefits mean? And all those hands went up and one girl said, you know, it's kind of when you have a boyfriend but you think another boy is cute, so you just do stuff with him and your boyfriend doesn't know. And one of the boys answers, this is seventh grade, said, um, it's when you don't want a long-term committed relationship and you just want to have fun and do stuff. Seventh grade. Seventh grade, yes, yes. Wow. So to realize that you're not just, you know, having fun doing stuff, you're emotionally and mentally and self-esteem and right. all and, of that is right and then that that situation can impair your bonding in the future right with your future husband your future spouse now so. for for many of the the young men is is part of the depression that lack uh possibly that lack of connection later on that uh they're, they're kind of left out of the the loop, so to speak, and, and they don't have any uh, uh, relationship with the child, or is it just uh, what, what what plays into that depression for the uh, for the young man? Oh, regarding the suicide you were talking about, yeah, um, I think we're talking about in the teen years, yeah. teen mm-hmm. suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think several things. I mean, what we talk, what I usually talk about with them, come into play. One, if you know they are a dad, we talk about dreams of men and women, and a, a man's dream is to be a protector, right. to be a hero. Um, if there's a sexual relationship with a young woman, they hate to admit it, but are they fulfilling kind of what's inside them as a man to be a protector? Mm. They're really not. So there's something that they go away with of knowing that they've they've you know either used someone for their own satisfaction or they've. Yeah, they haven't been that hero. And if they have a child and they're not able to be the father to that child, they go away too, knowing that there's, you know, that they don't have that involvement. When you share with the the kids God's best for them in waiting Mm -hmm. and abstaining from premarital sex, how do they receive that, that God has the best in mind for them? Can they grab hold of that can they wrap their minds and hearts around that concept well we get feedback every time we go in to do a presentation at any of the classes we get uh, anonymous feedback we ask for some written feedback and so this is at both christian and non-christian schools and uh, we get the majority of very positive feedback kids really want to know this they're eager um, they are, and they really appreciate the frank way we speak with them. We 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 speak with them um, with respect, and uh, but very uh, frankly, very honestly, and and they really like that. And uh, yes, the ones at Christian schools, um, uh, many of them um, do. The light kind of goes on, and they realize that yes, this is what God wants for their their lives. Um, at uh, the public schools. Uh, 
again, we have many um, young people write on their forms that either they are committing themselves to being abstinent, they have been an abstinent and they're going to commit to continue to be, or because of the information that they've been given um, through our presentations that they've decided to make a change in their life. And so uh, we get excellent, excellent feedback. One thing that's been important to me in, in developing the abstinence presentations is that I grew up in church. I grew up in a Christian school. I grew up, I went to a Christian college. And where I had the fear of the Lord, which is a good thing, I didn't have a lot of the practical reasons why God said don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what we're offering them is that he didn't only say this because he wanted to hold something good from you. But that by by following his commands and by following what he wants, he has something better for you later on. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a society where our kids, you know, we talked about blended marriage, where divorce is such a huge thing in their lives. And not many people say they want to get married someday to get a divorce mm-hmm. and not realizing that um, studies have shown that saving sex for marriage um it, it lowers your risk of divorce by by a long shot. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that you do. So we're preparing for college. We're preparing for our future careers. When preparing for your future relationships is is huge, and and God knew what He was talking about. You know when He when He set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of those specific consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, God, all, like you said, God always has reasons for what he's doing, you know, even though we may not realize it at the time. Let's talk about some of the STD uh, issues, the sexually transmitted diseases. What type of uh, alarming statistics are we looking at mm-hmm. and, and what's making an impression mm-hmm. upon our youth today in terms of what you're presenting them in the, mm-hmm. in the classroom? Well, here's an alarming statistic. 15 million Americans get a new sexually transmitted disease each year. Mm. The majority of them are in young people, um, about two-thirds. And as I already mentioned, many of these have no uh, no symptoms. So you can have an actual, actually a silent infection, not know that it's damaging your body, and be passing it on to others. So um, it is a huge epidemic in our country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other um, STD that people are really just starting to hear more about is HPV or human papillomavirus. Um, I just got a call at the pregnancy center a couple days ago from a woman in her early 30s who um, has been married for several years and just had a severe outbreak of genital warts and wanted to know, you know, those questions of where did they come from? Was my husband unfaithful? But not realizing that she, and she thought she had done everything right. I waited, you know, I I only was with him, and we've been married, and we've been faithful, not realizing that he had acquired an STD before he even met her Mm. and passed it on to her, and 10 years later, you know, she has the consequence from decisions that he made right, 10 years right. ago. And that's that, sad. Right. And that virus, it's a viral disease, is the most common sexually transmitted disease, human papillomavirus. There are millions of cases in the United States. The vast majority of people have no symptoms, and yet it is the number one cause of cervical cancer in women. 
Let's talk about the the recent uh, flap and the issues over the vaccine, mm-hmm. the HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. How does that play into it? What kind of effect does that have? Is mm-hmm. what I mean, there's got to be a lot of people that are very confused about yes, that issue yeah, in the Christian yes, community. Yes. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Sure. And, you know, it is a confusing issue. It's controversial, and, and things are not settled. So this is a new vaccine, and we're still trying to, to figure out its role. Number one, any vaccine that can prevent cancer is a good thing. There's no doubt about that. But the the controversy, well, there are a number of controversies. One is where in some states it was trying to be mandated. Um, that's, in my mind, not appropriate. This is a parent's decision about their minor children. And uh, the vaccines that are mandated, the other vaccines that are mandated for school children are are diseases that can actually be passed in school. You know, measles, mumps, chickenpox, all of those things, they mm-hmm. can actually be passed in the classroom. Well, HPV is a sexually transmitted disease, and let's hope it's not being passed in the classroom. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I do think um, uh, it is a, a parental prerogative. The other thing is that um, although it is a, seems to be a very effective vaccine, it does not cover all of the many different serotypes or number, number of different uh, strains, let's say, of the HPV. It doesn't cover all of them, so it's not uh, something that you get this and then you don't have to worry about HPV. It is quite effective for the strains that it covers, but it certainly does not cover them all. There's something like 40 of them, wow. so um, so it does not cover them all. So it, it uh, as, as people are thinking about that, it, they can be lulled into a false sense of security. Right. Really, right? They need to understand this is not going to completely protect uh, a person from getting HPV or or even cervical cancer. It just could decrease the risk if you get if you um, get infected with the uh, strain that the vaccine covers. How so, many strains are there? Do you know? um, about 40-some, okay. and the vaccine, at least the one that came out recently, I believe has four A highly strains. controversial wow. issue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you see that playing out in our area, Doctor? Um, I, well, I haven't heard of any, um, any efforts to try to get it mandated. Mm-hmm. I think that in the states that that was attempted, it was... Um, held back and, and people said, no, this is not what we want. And it seemed as if the drug companies might have been um, having a role to play in getting this mandated. You so, think? Yeah, it was a <laughs> sort of conflict of interest there. So at this point, I have not heard that California is, is Probably headed that way. Probably would some time after yeah. it goes through all yeah. the legislative mm, yes, kind of yes. things. Yeah. And, you know, any new vaccine, it takes years to mm-hmm. see how how useful it's going to be and how much of an impact. So right now we really don't know. Probably, uh, I, I would guess, at the seat of it, Good intentions, sure, generally, sure. but not thinking through the, right. the, you know, the the whole aspect and the consequences right. the, of that. The big right? picture, yeah. and uh, this is a very common disease. Uh, statistics show that something like fifty to seventy-five percent of sexually active people will get it at some point in their life. Mm. So um, it's. Uh, it's extremely common. Well, Lori, I think you pointed out just a few moments ago that uh, if a young lady and a young man come together, uh, it is not just one person coming together with another. There's a whole history right. there that's uh, that's coming in ta- contact with that person. And, uh, how, I mean, how are they going to know, right? Well, and particularly when it comes to HPV, there 
men can't be tested, you know, so a lot not of the easily, out there is right. yeah, not easily or inexpensively. Right. So to go get tested for all of the STDs mm-hmm. isn't always. No. What other diseases, uh, again, we've talked about HPV, chlamydia, what other diseases are, are being passed around that kids are, are not really aware of, but they have to, uh, uh-huh. they're going to worry about the consequences later? I, I I think kids are more and more aware of STDs these days than mm-hmm. ever, ever before. But oftentimes, because you don't see them, genital herpes, right. the statistics, one in five Americans over the age of 12 mm. have genital herpes. And don't know it. Many, most of them don't know it. And right. many don't have signs or symptoms. And the kids are, you know, I don't see anything. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. So give us the straight talk that you're giving to the kids in school. What hope mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you giving them? And to parents, what, what, what do you leave them with? Well, for Christian parents, I tell them that uh, you know God's way is the best way, and there are reasons, as we already discussed. Uh, God had, has excellent reasons for us to follow his plan for mm-hmm. our lives sexually and uh, in marriage. Um, for the kids... Um, those that have been abstinent, we try to give them um, more information, more ammunition, as you will, to stay that way. I mean, there are good reasons, and they're not the only ones. Um, we haven't mentioned this yet, but for in our feedback, we do ask about anonymously, of course, we ask about their sexual history. Mm-hmm. And in general, I'd say about half of the, of the class has not been sexually active. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amen. these are particularly in the, the younger grades. We go to the 7th and ninth grade, so it may be lower in the, the grades higher than that. But there are there is a significant number of kids that's a praise. who, that's who a praise. aren't being sexually yes, active. Yes. So that's that's wonderful. And they're asking some good questions, they are. are they not? They are. Yes. yes. What kind of questions are they asking real quick? Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of questions are they asking? You know, it's more, I think, having someone reaffirm. You, you have girls that will say, no one ever told me that I could wait, or no one ever told me mm-hmm. that I was valuable mm-hmm. or I was worth that weight. Um, wow. And that I think that's what's encouraging and keeps us going right. is that they do just need that affirmation mm-hmm. that they're even at the college level, that it's there's something better out there. Ooh, parents, are we listening? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think parents don't again, we, we've said this over and over, but the um, Barna, his his mm-hmm. work, research, have shown that parents are the most influential people mm-hmm. in their children's lives. And mm-hmm. I know when they get to be teenagers, and I've been through two, mm-hmm. when they roll their eyes or, you know, don't, especially if you start talking about sex, they, you think, you know, they're not listening, they don't want to, they don't want to talk to you, and it's easy to give up. And it's easy to think, you know, well, the school or the or church or whatever, but they're the most influential and to keep talking and keep, you know, keep bringing Don't up the topic. Don't tune them out. Don't tune right. them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's hard to uh, to do with the rolling of the eyes, you know, but <laughs> I mean, that's that's all part of it. That's part of the right. parent growing yes. up, too, right. is understanding, right. you know, that the message is, uh, is still getting through. And as we mentioned before, I think, you know, a lot of kids appreciate the affirmation of boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so some kids go through life and don't have any. Mm-hmm. And, and so they, they push them, you know, absent any, uh, any instruction uh, ahead of time. And uh, I think, you know, even
even and us red blooded American guys get blamed for a lot of things. But you know, there are a lot of men that will um, take the initiative and stand up and say no. You know, I uh, the first couple of years ago, I was just funny thing I, my first preaching opportunity i preached on purity which was a dumb idea but anyway this this nurse actually comes to me the next week and says you know what you ruined my life i said what are you talking about you ruined my life and i'll use a different name george moved out i said what are you talking about George got convicted about hearing that God, you know, that doesn't, you know, approve of premarital, and he moved out. He's not living with more with me anymore, and you ruined my life. And I said, "Well, praise God," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think there are men that are willing to step up to the plate and and do the right thing in obedience and and out of love for Christ. If we just give them the opportunity, the information, and as you said, the ammunition to say, you know what. This is a good thing, yeah. and and uh, encourage their, their their friends as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, I you know I just think God's doing a wonderful thing in 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 and through you in straight talk, and I would just encourage you uh, to keep it. But I hope parents are listening and the teens are listening. What a a wonderful thing, and uh, just thank you for mm-hmm. being obedient to the call. Uh, very quickly, how can people access you? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, best way would be through the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Yep. Um, my my email address is straighttalk at sbcglobal.net and or at the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Just ask for, for Lori. What's the number there? 526-1734. And for you out-of-towners, that's 209 area code 526-1734. And uh, that's straighttalk at sbcglobal.net. Correct. And if you spell it right, there's two T's there, right? There straight are. talk. <laughs> there are. Right. Uh-huh. Marcella, are there any prayer requests that you would like for us to uh, keep in prayer for you and Lori and the Straight Talk Ministry? Well, I think we would both uh, like your prayers just for us to have more opportunities. Mm. We've had a lot of opportunities. Lori, how many students did we talk to last uh, last year? About 15,000. Wow. wow. We'd, we'd wow. like to talk to a lot more because wow. there are a lot more uh, young people who need to hear this and so um, and just that god would smooth the way for us to get into more of the public school Mm -hmm. classes um some of the teachers uh just have us back year after year and uh we love that and we would would like to establish more relationships with uh, with with teachers so we could be uh, invited to more classes well thank you for handling that opportunity so well so often we in the christian community have shot ourselves in the foot mm-hmm. with education but thank you for handling that like a jewel and, and handling that so well that's a great yeah. testimony amen dr marcella murphy and Lori swanson of straight talk thank you for sharing your time with us here on lighthouse live and dear listeners wherever you may happen to be thank you for listening in join us next week as we'll have a very special celebration of the fourth of july Just have a great week, and may God continue to bless you as you step out and love your neighbor as you love yourselves.